0: Oh my God! We're on page six. No, no, yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six.
1: Page six would have a field day. Hey guys, I'm Maggie Coglin,
2: and I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Here the Page Six Podcast.
1: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. This week, we'll talk about Cardi B facing off against a group of rappers who still have a curfew. And Renee Zellweger is back, but where has she been? We'll get into why the A-list star has been in hiding. And we'll take a look in the Page Six vault to check out some vintage hot goss from yesteryear. We'll get into all those stories in a minute, but first, summer is over, we are back in the office, Fall is here, and so is every famous person.
2: Yeah, that's true, Maggie. I mean, I actually, I need to figure out my my back-to-school look, actually. It's not going very well. But there's, the Toronto Film Festival is happening. Mm-hmm. It was just the Venice Film Festival. It seems like over the summer, we're reporting a lot of people in Saint-Tropez and the Hamptons. Right. Then all of a sudden, after Labor Day weekend, and like right up to Labor Day weekend, we had the frivolous summary items and now it all seems very serious and it's like gearing up for new york fashion week and the oscars you already see that the stakes are getting higher like you know one thing that struck me is that scarlett johansson for example has come out and defended woody allen yeah like right after she's been sort of hotly tipped to be a potential best actress nominee Mm -hmm. um for her new Noah Baumbach movie, which has gotten a lot of positive reviews. And then she comes out and defends Woody Allen. And it's like right off the bat, we're back into serious fall Say a
1: prayer for her publicist, because I cannot even imagine the calls that publicist is getting after that interview.
2: You know, I've actually, I'm not going to say a prayer, Maggie. I think it's (laughs) fine. I had an item um, a couple summers ago. It was sort of a frivolous item. It was in the Hamptons, um, ScarJo was was um, with Colin Jost and she, someone, she was out at a bar and somebody took a picture of her and mm-hmm. she, and, and she flipped them off mm-hmm. and that they, we got sent a photo of her flipping them off and, um. You know, then they, like, it was so obvious. I mean, you didn't need, like, a forensic analysis to see the middle (laughs) finger up. And it was funny and, like, fun and cool. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, they went crazy and denied the whole thing and said, like, she wasn't flipping them off. She was waving.
1: With just one finger?
2: Waving with one finger. Exactly.
1: A skill set I am not privy to.
2: Right. And now she may have put the middle finger up at her Oscar chances.
1: Oh! (laughs) You need a sound effect. Need more. Get me a funk flex worm, please. Like,
2: (laughs) we're gonna get. We don't have the budget for that yet, (laughs) but we're gonna get that. Um, Yeah, and also, you know, you have the U.S. Open. There have been actually. I feel like there have actually been less stars, even though Meghan Markle um, is there for Serena Williams. But I feel like there were less stars at the U.S. Open this year. Maybe they're saving their energy.
1: Well, we are here. (laughs) We're here. Yeah, I like
2: your new fall back to school (laughs) look.
1: Yeah, it's called being cold again (laughs) after a summer of sweating on the train. All right, so let's get into our first story. It's pretty undeniable that Cardi B has had plenty of beef with people. There's the Nicki Minaj fight, her hating on New York City cops, and the alleged physical fight at a strip club in Queens. But now she's apparently feuding with children, 10-year-olds to be exact. So recently, Cardi went on a mysterious rant on Instagram Live, but this one sounded a little different than usual.
0: Not gonna let no little white boys come at me all mother day long. Man, shut the fuck
1: up and stay in your mother place. Go get your mother milk, b***h. I'll be too nice. We're told the offending, quote, white boys are four 10-year-old fraternal quadruplet brothers from Westchester, New York. They go by rap names, Hollywood, Slim Z, Bones McCoy, and Mr. Great. Page Six senior reporter Ollie Coleman is here to break it all down for us. Hi, Ollie. Hi.
2: <laughs> hey, Ollie. So can you tell us about how this all started? I mean, basically, Cardi B had gone off on this Instagram rant, and it seemed as if it was directed at these kids. Did she say that in the... Recording or how did this all sort of start?
0: Mm, no, she didn't. So it's been very weird. So basically, in the first place, we got this clip from an intermediary, basically for the family. This these kids, right? And the clip was Cardi B kind of uh, going off about about something. You know, some, some, some people that she <laughs> she, that she was mad about. And it had this quote about, like, you know, go drink your milk or something like that, right? And mention these white boys. So this was sent to us along with this rap video, this weird clip of these kids rapping about Cardi B. And the, the, the rap video is pretty nasty. It's pretty mean. Right. So it's a diss track that
2: these 10-year-olds recorded about Cardi B
0: fix your teeth but they couldn't fix your face it's out of this world you must be from out of space going nowhere fast like you're running in place i wonder how long you'll last Cardi, you trash we don't like you like bullies in class we turn it up and you ain't made the cut i don't know
1: what's faker your life or your butt
0: and they do they've done the same thing about other people you know they have this this kind of uh, instagram account it's called Z Nation, Z Nation, or something, and yeah. uh, they've they've also posted diss tracks about um, about uh, Takashi 69 Nine and other people. Funnily enough, like the ho- the whole point of this, which is seems how- pretty
2: bold, by the way, to ten year olds posting diss tracks about a alleged gang member. But anyway, Tekashi yeah, that that, that that that's a great
0: future uh, <laughs> page six story. So we did what we do with that kind of stuff (laughs) and we reached out to you know her publicist and said hey we got this video it seems to be she seems to be kind of laying into these children Mm -hmm. what's the deal
2: right and basically just to go back she had said not gonna let no little effing white boys come at me all mother effing day you know shut the f up and stay in your mother effing place and go drink your mother effing milk bitch
1: f do you think kids in westchester still drink real milk i don't think so Pre sun, no, or? they're drinking like oat milk. <laughs> oh, yeah, drink your This is Westchester. Come on, let's just make that clear, right? Well, some of these lyrics have. Can we just spell these out? Some of the lyrics are, You belong in a zoo, they could fix your teeth, but they couldn't fix your face. That is pretty brutal for 10 yeah. year olds, for anyone really, but for 10 year olds, especially. It's nasty, and you know, and,
0: and they kind of spun it as like harmless fun. Also, they when I talked to these children as well, Hollywood right? Well, that was the funny
2: thing. You, I mean, we were in the newsroom. And we're all there and obviously all day we're like making calls to sources and and confirming stories and, you know, working stories. And then you basically had to call like a 10 year old.
0: Yeah. And it was annoying, too, because it was we were all like, you know, we were busy on deadline and all that kind of stuff. And it was getting pretty late in the day. And Ian, I think, was editing the story. And he said, you know, when are we going to get this stuff? And I was like, well, you know, it's the first day of school. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Turns out that they've got, like, an after-school class that they'd forgotten about. And so we're going to have to wait, you know. And then in the end, like, the the, the dad dragged the kid out of his dance class to uh, <laughs> to talk about this stuff. And then and they, and, they, and they were like, what you, we've got to be quick because like, my mom's going to yell if we take too long. <laughs> and it's one of those moments where you're just like, I can't believe this is my professional life. Do they dance in
2: the
1: videos? Maybe the classes are to up the... In some, production value? I did, after Ollie's story, I was like, story story's amazing, so let's do a deep dive on these guys. Like, there's four of them. They could really choreograph some interesting <laughs> stuff. They're kind of just, like, hyping each other up and, like, moving their hands around.
0: And they are quadruplets or they're just Yeah, siblings? they're quadruplets and I think that there's another four of them. I think that there's eight, eight kids and I think these are four. So, look, I mean, if these people are uh, trying to go after kind of internet celebrity, mm-hmm. maybe they've got a pretty good reason. They've got, like, eight <laughs> kids to feed. oh like you know yeah <sighs> okay so
2: you call the kid and and the kid talks to you and what did what did he say one of the rappers
0: well and, and <laughs> it also you you realize that the limitations of interviewing a 10 year old because um i i was saying so you know why did you do this and they were like because cardi b is a bully and i was like, oh okay uh like tell me about that and like you know like who is she bullied right and and they said well she's a bully and then, I, and I was like, yeah, but like specifically, who is she bullied? And then you realize, like, you, you're talking to a ten year old, right. so they, you know, so you want the story as you would normally want it, but you also can't like make them cry by pushing them and like making them sound like they don't know what talking about or something, right? As
2: opposed to making adults cry, which is you know. fair bad. game. I mean, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and they also say like other you, Maggie, you alluded to the lyrics, but they call Cardi B washed up, and they say, I don't know what's fake or your life or your butt, which is. Yeah, Actually, good,
0: like yeah. good anti bullying stuff. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I'm like, yo, your parents heard this? Okay, so and then you <laughs> yeah, like, so, so <laughs> then
2: basically um they told their side of the story. They're basic they're basically claiming, right, that, that Cardi B has is now responding to them and responding to their track. And then we you reached out to Cardi B's people and did what did they say about it?
0: So Cardi B, you know, has a very nice publicist who we've dealt with, you know, for couple years now ever since cardi b was like you know a thing you know it's a funny thing because with with something like this you can't because an instagram live thing right so Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to kind of check it out so um so we just reached out to cardi b's very nice publicist and 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 said hey you know what's the deal with this um and uh they didn't respond so you know which is their business publish often, you know don't respond um, but you know so we figure Cardi B's said all she wants to say about this situation Rain. on Instagram mm-hmm. like she's done with it so you know she's That's so that. we'll say what we'll, we'll say what we've got to say and then the next week the next week here I got an email you know saying Cardi B's on Instagram Live you know accusing you of professional misconduct like (laughs) uh so i thought i suppose that's something i should you know take a look at so i went on to this clip from i guess from last night actually and she's saying you know page six they you know they 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 ran this story and they didn't even reach out to us to to my team to to find out you know whether it was true i was saying, well we, we we did do that so i called Cardi a very nice publicist, and I said, "Hey, what's the deal here? Like, why is Cardi saying that we didn't reach out when, when in fact we did reach out?" And she said, "Well, Cardi just, you know, didn't didn't know you'd reached out."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, I I, don't, I asked if they would say, you know, can we well can we tell to ask her to rectify the situation maybe <laughs> on Instagram Live next time she's talking, just say, "Oh, actually, Patrick's did reach out, and they're not all those things that I said they were." Um, so now well, you're
2: well, embroiled in a rap feud yourself in a way. Um you might have to go on Instagram live and do your own
1: tirade. <laughs> Baby actually. beef, just a small beef. that's, I mean, <laughs> that, that's
0: true. Although I, I love I mean I'm a big Cardi B fan, so I, I don't really want to be in a, in a, a big. Right. Well, also Cardi B certainly doesn't know who I am, so I think that that limits my that well, limits my. Yeah, now she might she
2: might have. Actually, I like also that in her in her rant, and there're a lot of great things though that have come out of this. She did Going back to her original rant, it's hard to keep track of her rants, but she did have the rant where she was saying, like, you know, drink your milk and, and, and seemingly referring to these kids. But she also said in her subsequent rant that, you know, no, I wasn't talking about these kids. I was talking about, like, a certain type of person who, who didn't think that I should win it at the Grammys. Who was she talking about? Like, who's supposed to drink their milk, and why are they drinking milk?
0: Uh, I, hmm. I, that, that much I still don't really understand, because she posted today, or yesterday, she or like posted you're the, the original clip. Oh. Yeah, I think right. she meant, I think, I think she was speaking, like, mm-hmm. figuratively about people who are n- not grown up enough, figuratively, right? Not, and then it was taken, as these kids who aren't grown up, literally, Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know who she's really talking about in the in the in the first time. right. And so, do you <laughs> think
2: that is there more? So so the 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 videos that these kids make. Did the kid mention that they're going to be more? I mean, obviously, they're ramping up the dance, the after-school dance classes. Right. Who knows what other clubs they've joined? You know, since then, it's the start of a new school year. <laughs>
1: um, Anything is possible. are I know. wonder if they're like. If their classmates are saying anything to them about this if like every kid in school is like whoa like this is insane i would have thought so i mean at the point at which you're like ducking out of dance classes right calls from
0: page six <laughs> i imagine that that's the kind of thing that people are gonna uh notice right but they're also um and you may have noticed from their um your deep dive in their in their instagram they're also very into mma which also seems like a crazy thing for a 10-year-old to be <laughs> doing. But if the crypts do come up to, you know, wherever the hell they're from, uh, to, uh, to to take them down, they've got the MMA going for them.
2: Totally. They seem ready. It seems like there'll be more to this uh, this story. Ollie. Ollie. Cardi's buds, actually. I want to mislabel it. And Ollie, this is kind of related to another story you've been working on, right? These are like where mega celebrities end up in these online feuds with kind of unknowns, right?
0: Yeah, weirdly. I'm already working on like a, a kind of long feature story about, yeah, this kind of interaction and what the kind of responsibilities that celebrities have to the regular people that they're interacting with and vice versa and what's fair and what's kind of equal. And uh, yeah, this like is, is very much uh, a, a, a good example of that.
2: Cool. I'm hoping that Cardi B and these kids end up on one of those, like, the more you know, like, PSA anti-bullying things hmm.
0: together. Could have a happy ending.
1: <laughs> she said, no lip having asses, which I just think is weird. Wait, who's
2: a no lip having ass? She said though? that about
1: the kids.
2: Like, Wait, the kids' asses you're no, have no you're lips? you
1: no lip having. <laughs> no,
2: they're, oh, they're like, no lip like having Like, they don't asses. have lips. Oh, man. I'm just like, like, like what? Voldemort? Or...
1: What an insult. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for chatting with us, Ollie. I don't know if any of us could have predicted a highly anticipated Renee Zellweger movie release in the year 2019, but here we are. Renee is back and it's been a while since we heard any news about her. And that's because around 2010, she took a break from shooting movies and left the public eye for the most part. But when she resurfaced in 2014 at Elle Magazine's Women in Hollywood event, most of the talk was focused on her face and her appearance and how much she had changed since the public last saw her. So these plastic surgery rumors swirled and Renee dipped out of the spotlight again. And now she's got a critically acclaimed starring role in the upcoming Judy Garland biopic, and she's looking quite happy. So Renee is back on the scene and she's talking about like this crazy trajectory where she was this Hollywood darling and then she was slammed for her appearance and now she's back in quite a serious role and... I mean, I'm I'm happy to hear about it, what it's like on the other side.
2: Yeah, I think it's actually the ideal role for her to come back in in this Judy Garland role because it is, to a certain extent, like somewhat of a physical transformation or obviously she's being made to look like Judy Garland. And Mm -hmm. in a way, I think for her, it's good to have a role that she can like dissolve into into this other character. And I think it kind of is not going to be about what all about what she looks like, you know, on the screen. Um, cuz she has to, she did a a a mini series called What If that was sort of an indecent mm-hmm. proposal spin off or homage right. um which didn't get like a ton of attention right. um but so for for her to go back i think this is like the perfect ve- vehicle for her to come back in in hollywood
1: yeah and i mean coming back with this role it's like pretty big shoes to fill to play Judy Garland. Yeah, it's
2: actually, you know, it seems like the type of thing that like could be a disaster, but it's actually gotten good buzz at film festivals, fall right. film festivals. So it seems like she's on her way to potentially getting an Oscar nomination. It's interesting how looking back at the the plastic surgery rumors, after the whole Me Too thing, mm-hmm. I think we're actually in a time where Some of the criticism, I mean, it sounds weird because at the time it seemed so natural, right? Because you look at the pictures of her face and she did seem so different and it was like this open sort of field day on everyone weighing in on her looks and whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think the trickle-down effects of some of the things that have happened with Me Too are that there's something that seems like inappropriate about that now. You know, like I think in 2014, that's what we were all talking about and now it's like, Seem to be kind of like ganging up on this person and, right. and their looks. I think um, there's a lot
1: more empathy now in how we cover people and how the public discusses people's appearances. Like there's a lot more room for more of a discussion about inclusion and this kind of variety of looks, you know?
2: Beyond her look, though, obviously her, her, um, Persona and some of her at public appearances mm-hmm. before she took this time off was also like seemed to be a little like erratic or right. you know, but she's opened up in this um, New York Magazine interview saying that you know, her therapist recognized that I spent 99% of my life as the public persona and just a microscopic crumb of a fraction, a microscopic crumb of a fraction, that's very small, mm. um, in my real life, you know, and that. She needed to not have something to do all the time. I mean, she had been in a string of really bad movies mm-hmm. as well, um, you know, before she took the time off. So right. it seems like it was a good idea.
1: Totally. I mean, oddly enough, during this time she was on hiatus, I took a soul cycle class in Los Angeles in which I was positioned in the row right behind Renee, who. On the record I would like to say is very good at soul cycle. This woman knows really? the choreography, she can do all of it and this was before we knew Soul Cycle would later really, what's be problematic. the
2: choreography.
1: Oh my God. Soul Cycle is like just dancing peddling? on a spin bike. Like you're tapping it back, you're doing arm motions. It's basically like synchronized swimming on a bike. So if people are really good, you can look out at the class and everyone is doing things in unison. And like the instructor was like, Yeah, Renee, you go, Renee. Like so into it, kind of egging her on. And like she is very good at Soul Cycle. It was not her first Soul Cycle rodeo. Whereas I look more like kind of uh, an amphibian on a bicycle, just slipping <laughs> and, you know, rhythm is not my strong suit, but I was just like bewildered by how good she was and like seemingly sweet, you know? And and very wait, smiling. when was this? This was a few years ago.
2: During her time off? Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing about the comeback too, I mean, not to, go back to the Me Too thing, but to go back to it, I think she, her, her star was very tied to Harvey Weinstein at one time, mm-hmm. or she was like a star who was, right. and you really thought of like Gwyneth Paltrow and Renee Zellweger, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think were both the premier stars that seemed to be made stars by Harvey Weinstein. Right. And, um, you know, then she was sort of drawn, she never has come out really and said very much, except for the fact that she was named in a lawsuit that some other women had filed against Harvey Weinstein, right. and they had alleged that, in legal documents, that Renee Zellweger had, um, you know, had sexual relations with Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. to help her career. So she did come out and basically say that those things weren't true. Right. Um, but I think there was a perception in Hollywood that she was, you know, sort of associated with him, and I think that in a way, even though she hasn't been directly involved in the the whole Harvey Weinstein thing except saying that I think it's also helping her to start with a clean slate as well as all these people kind of move on from being associated with him.
1: Totally it's a new era and it's interesting because like we haven't heard too much about her personal life during this hiatus as well and like you might remember she was married to Kenny Chesney in 2005. They were only together for four months. She was previously engaged to Jim Carrey in 1999. She dated Jack White. She dated Bradley Cooper. Like now. Wow, she
2: doesn't really have a type.
1: Right. So now she's been dating a musician, songwriter, and producer named Doyle Bramhall since 2012. But I feel like they're keeping it pretty quiet.
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, there's certain people whose names we've only ever written, like, because they're associated with, you know, whoever they're dating. Um, And Doyle Bramhall II is definitely someone we've only covered through her book. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, though, what happens when I mean, obviously, with coming back to the movie and where it's being released and it being a potential Oscar um, film. It's gonna come along with a whole lot of publicity right. you know coming up this fall. So it'll be interesting to see how she's gonna deal mm-hmm. with that stuff because as she said, she you know had to step away from it and is she going to answer questions about her personal life? like mm-hmm. will she be treated you know differently in terms of will the people still will people still be writing about her looks and her plastics right. uh, alleged plastic surgery? Yeah. Um, or is this really a chance for her to sort of move on? It'll be interesting to see how she handles that.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I agree. I mean, I'm ready for a Renee comeback. This is the woman who brought us Bridget Jones.
2: Yeah. In Chicago, you know, yeah. I hate musicals and I like love Chicago. There you it's go. It's like an amazing movie. A I'm ringing endorsement super it. for a a Renee's comeback. It's a total ringing endorsement. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm there with you, Maggie.
1: Cool. So now it's time for our favorite part of the show it's time to look in the page six vault to see what ancient celebrity juicy exclusive we've uncovered from yesteryear. So let's check out a story from 2013. This is just six years ago, but things have changed a lot. Back then we ran the headline that Lourdes Leon was dating Homeland teen star, Timothy Chalamet. Now Lourdes is Madonna's 16 year old daughter. So our item read, Madonna's 16 year old daughter, Lourdes Leon, has been dating Homeland star Timothy Chalamet, who played the vice president's son, Finn Walden, on the hit Showtime series. The pair met at LaGuardia High School of Music, Art, and Performing Arts on the Upper West Side, where Timothy's in the class of 2013. Lourdes, who is reportedly studying drama, graduates next year from school, which was the inspiration for the 1980 film Fame. A source told us it's common knowledge at the school that the pair are dating. When contacted about the teenage romance, a spokeswoman for Madonna declined to comment. Reps for Timothy didn't get back to us last night. New York Magazine recently featured Lourdes and Timothy along with other students at the school in its reasons to love New York issue under because LaGuardia High School is still churning out talent. So to think that... We started writing about him as the paramour of Juan S. Leon is amazing. Like yeah. now he's the internet's boyfriend. Well, one thing
2: Maggie is—is is it Timothy or is it Timote?
1: You tell or me. <laughs>
2: I always—I always say I like, call oh, him Timote. <laughs> because he has that accent, oh, he has the two e's and the accent. I think that's an accent aigu. So
1: pronounce his full name for me now.
2: Timothée Chalamet. It
1: just rolls <laughs> off the. T- it's like a, it's like butter on a hot right. roll. Cold like, butter on a hot. You have to say it roll. like
2: Jackay, Harry. Jackay. Yeah. Uh, no, as if you're Jackay. But the <laughs> thing is that, yeah, I remember the item, and, and it, it was funny because he had had this minor role on. Homeland. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he even lasted that long as the vice president's son. I think, as I recall, was he like, he either, he might have died. He stole a car and <laughs> got killed, I think. Anyway. Too late, spoiler for spoilers, alert. <laughs> Six yeah. years after the game. So, um, so, but I remember writing the item and it was like, oh, it's a little weird, you know, writing about these high school kids' romance. Right. But he was, I mean, and, and it was funny because it was like that was his. You know, he, he was he wasn't famous, but at least he was sort of like a public figure. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, it would have been sort of weirder if he was just like Lordis Leon is dating like some kid, you know, right. some other high school kid. Um, but, yeah, at the time, she was much more known than than he was. And, you know, who knew that we uh, I, I I'm pretty sure I, we were probably the first people really to write about him at all. Um, right. We probably you
1: know. were. I mean, and now it's like...
2: We discovered Timothée. Like,
1: we're calling dibs on Timothée. Yeah, like, Tay-Tay. Uh, we were there first. And now, like, okay, obviously he was in Call Me By Your Name with Armie Hammer and everyone loved him in that. The trailer for Little Women dropped and mm. women, little and big, were losing their minds over him. They're like, oh, oh my God, yeah. he looks great in this. And then he's in The King. Like, these are major projects. Yeah, you know, I- he was in Lady Bird.
2: It's also, like, I wonder who, I mean, I guess it says reps, you know. I'm trying to think of who was repping him back then, if he is the <laughs> same person, or if we just, like, called his house or something.
1: Like, called his mom. Called his, Mrs. Yeah. Chalamet, <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you.
2: Um, yeah, but he is, yeah, he's gone on to, you know, I mean, we've definitely written a lot more about him since this item than we have written about Lord S. Leon.
1: I know, which is unexpected, you know. Like, now she's really kind of one of these fashion it girls. She has incredible eyebrows. She was very early to the thick, full eyebrow trend, which I love.
2: Oh, me too. Um, (laughs) I wish I could rock that. But I, you know, we also wrote about, it's funny, we we tracked their relationship Mm -hmm. from its beginning to its end. Um, We had written in 2014 about when Timotei and Lourdes broke up, um, where he was seen the item said locking lips with a brunette at the West Way. Oh, my God. Remember the West Way? <laughs> that was like a very cool club for a, a minute. Um, after a premiere of Rock Doc Mistaken for Strangers. Mm. Is that the National? The movie on the National? Oh, I don't know. Is that- uh, it's a national song. Um, a spy at the at the party said he asked for photos of them kissing to be erased. So he, even as a, a teen, he was trying to cover up his tracks of potentially was, moving on from Lourdes.
1: That's Those are some star demands, you know? He was ready for the big time.
2: Apparently, Madonna had sent a bodyguard on his dates with Lord S.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Does he just like, what does the bodyguard do when they're on their dates? It's I like, don't know. I would, are you guys going to kiss? I'll just turn around. Sorry. I, wish
2: I had had a bodyguard on my first date. Oh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Would it have saved you from some <laughs> catastrophic decision? It would have saved you some, The problem
2: with the date was it was, at, <laughs> it was at a restaurant called America, which was a very big restaurant in Union Square, a sort of yuppie-ish restaurant that I had read about in New York Magazine.
1: Whoa, how old were you?
2: Um, I was a, a sophomore in high school. Okay. So I read about um, America in New York Magazine. <laughs> and I, or maybe I was a junior and my date was a sophomore wasn't anyone not Lord S (laughs) but um, and we went there and I first saw I was wearing a uh, I tried to go kind of Miami Vice where I was wearing a a blazer with the sleeves rolled up and a black oh, T shirt, yeah. but it was like the wrong blazer. It was like a blazer you wear to a bar mitzvah. It like wasn't a men's like
1: warehouse number. Y-
2: well, I mean, I mean, more like Ro- Rothman's, more like <laughs> Rothman's and
1: Eileen's um, basement. No,
2: Maggie, I mean, I have had better taste than that. Jeez, I mean, even in high school, I was you know at least I was shopping at like Rothman's or Barney's or Mo Ginsburg.
1: Oh, yeah, you were um, a New York City kid, you exactly.
2: You so I, so the thing is, I had I had an after school job, so which I had had since I was 12. So I had a lot of uh, petty cash like on <laughs> hand. And the thing is, I was going to this restaurant, America, and I made the reservation and I had no idea how much it would cost because mm-hmm. I'd never been to a restaurant without my parents before, right. unless it was like pizza, like right. Pino's Pizza on <sighs> 7th Avenue so in Park Slope. <laughs> So Fan I, favorite. so I took, so I wasn't sure how much it would cost. So I took all my, mo- I had a cigar box where I had all my cash Whoa. and I took all my money, which was like $440 or something Whoa, like that. Oh, you were
1: balling. Yeah, exactly.
2: But I took literally like, it was like, it was over $400 in cash. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't know how much this might cost. So I'll take all the money. Whoa. And I went with my date. We got there, um, Phaedra and we got there and, um, she didn't say one word to me during the date. She didn't speak during the date, which means it probably didn't go that well. Mm. Although we ended up going out for a while, but, <laughs> but she did speak later on. But, but we, um, the other problem is I had all this money. And then when the check came, I had no idea how much to tip because oh. like, I'd never tipped before. Right, right. So I think I tipped like 100%. So I, I don't know how much I paid on that date. Whoa, what is Exactly. If so if I wish that my mom is Were like you a like, bodyguard just we'll to save me some filet. money. Well, the thing about America was they had the whole idea was it had a giant menu. Uh-huh. So you could get everything from like duck a la orange uh-huh. to like a hot dog. It had <laughs> everything on the menu. It was like very like sort of 80s yeah, ish yeah, yeah. kind of restaurant. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know what I got. I, I, I don't know what happened. That's a lot
1: for a young kid to have, Yeah.
2: Thanks, yeah, exactly. It so, anyway. felt
1: totally cool. Did you take the train with all that guys? Yeah,
2: we took the train, yeah. exactly, we <laughs> took the train. I remember on the way home, I, had, I saw, yes, we took the train. I was gonna say, on the way home, we saw like a rat running around. I mean, that was like the level that I was on. I would have been better off if Madonna was my mom. If I was Timothée, yeah. I would have known what I was doing.
1: Yeah, the bodyguard probably paid.
2: The bodyguard Easy would have. Old famous if I, kids oh, can't oh, roll with yeah, four hundred dollars in cash. A, my my chauffeur.
1: Yeah, just like you wait in the car. I'm here to order a lobster <laughs> at market price. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Exactly.
1: Oh my god. Well, a, d- a date we could only dream of today, right?
2: Yeah, sure. I'd be psyched. I would love to go back in time and go to America <laughs> now. That was my my that was my time, Maggie. See, I was even on the scene as a whatever fifteen year old. I was like,
1: yeah, you were always meant to be on the scene.
2: I probably could have gotten some good items (laughs) from America if I could time if I could quantum leap back there. Mm. I could get some pretty good stuff.
1: What dreams are made of. Well, that's it for this edition of We Here. To hear the latest episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. You can find more of the hottest celebrity news and gossip by signing up for our newsletter and by visiting page6.com. We'll be back next Monday with more